All right, this is our second lesson on uh, the four stages of Christian growth. And with this one, we will actually begin looking at the individual stages. This lesson is called Baby Christian Stage. And I think we're all familiar with the term, the, a babe in Christ. And uh, that's what we're going to look at. This lesson may be a little convicting because we're actually going to look at symptoms of babyhood. And we might actually find ourselves in several of these. And that could be a little painful or embarrassing because there's nothing worse than thinking you're something and you're not. It's nothing probably more embarrassing than thinking you're good at something and then the expert shows up and shows you that you've yet to even read a book on the subject. Uh, so what we want to do is look at these and we're going to uh, kind of judge ourselves and uh, be encouraged though. Uh, we're pointing these things out so we can know where we're at and if we know where we're at we know what we can shoot for to get better. So we'll jump into our lesson here. Just as human beings develop uh, through various stages of life, so do Christians. Once a man has been born again, his life starts anew. That's, of course, what it means to be born again. You were born, you died, now you've been born again spiritually, so you're starting over brand new. And so basically, spiritually, you're a babe. You're a baby Christian. The New Testament, excuse me, he must develop spiritually just as he once developed naturally. The New Testament uses very familiar terms to describe the growth of a Christian. The four stages of Christian growth are babyhood or babe in Christ, little child, young man, and father or mother in the Lord, or father or mother in the faith. We will cover the baby stage in this lesson. There's a lot of stuff to look at. Remember, just because you are born again does not mean you have grown any past your new birth experience. And that's one thing to keep in very much at the forefront of our mind. Just because you've been born again five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, does not mean you've ever grown past your, your born-again experience. You could still be a babe in Christ, though you've been saved and spirit-filled and water-baptized 25 years. The heart of these lessons is to help us see where we're at and wh what we need to be shooting for. Nobody wants to stay a baby. Even little children, from the time they can walk, they want to grow up. They want to be like mama. They want to be like dad. And then teenagers, you hit the teenage years, they, they automatically think they're ready to be president. And everybody wants to grow up. Then the old folks, they, by the time they hit 40, they want to start acting like they're 20 again. Nobody ever seems to be happy where they're at. We've got to be content, but we've also got to keep pressing towards Jesus. So let's look at this. Babes in Christ is our next section. The baby stage of Christian development is a stage very often spoken of throughout the epistles. We're going to look at all those verses. Once a Christian is born again, they have literally just begun a new life. We know 2 Corinthians tells us that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. So when you get saved, you're starting from scratch, which is awesome. They are newly born in the Spirit and must develop in their spiritual walk, just as a baby must develop a natural walk. Uh, this morning, playing with baby Lydia, uh, I can make her do anything for my iPhone. All I have to do is set, she can have a hundred toys around her, but I set my white and black iPhone over there. That's all she wants. So this morning, she's actually crawling and she hasn't figured out the locomotion thing yet. So what was funny this morning, she was up on all fours and she rocked and threw herself <laughs> for the iPhone. She did that about two or three times. It was so funny. And she's grabbing on the carpet and dragging herself. And she's not quite walking, but she is trying to advance. And it's a cute thing to watch. And I might ask us, why don't, not us, but why don't some Christians try to advance? Why don't they try to go for anything? 
Even my little daughter doesn't know that that's a $500 iPhone or however much it was. She just knows that's what she wants in her mouth and she'll literally throw herself at it and she's developing new ways to drag herself and crawl and developing new forms of locomotion. Just as we had to develop walking as a baby and a toddler, we've got to develop a Christian walk too. So just think about all this because just, the Bible uses these cool allegories, baby, little child, young man, and father or mother. The Lord chose to use this allegory to help us understand the spiritual reality of what it means to be a babe in Christ. Look at our first verse here, 1 Peter 2.2. As newborn babes desire, crave, lust, the sincere, guileless, pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The most critical key to growing up as a Christian is to crave and desire the Word of God. We're really going to diagnose where we may or may not be, but this is we're already giving you the answer. How do I get out of baby stage? Hunger for the Word. A hunger for the Word of God will help you grow faster than anything else. A hunger for the Word, reading the Word, studying the Word, doing the Word, making the Word the center of your life is how you'll grow faster than anything else. Letting the Word make every decision for you. Letting the Word tell you how to act in every situation. When you find yourself at any and every crossroad, you ask yourself, what would the Word sell, tell me to do? What would the Word do here? What would Jesus say here? And that's how you grow. We, we, we no longer really have a life of our own. Our life is hid in Christ. We're buried, we're crucified with Him. So we've got to let the Word be preeminent and predominant in our life. Without the Word, you cannot grow up. And that's why it's so critical for Christians to get into a good Word-based church. Not necessarily Word of Faith, but just a Word church. A church that preaches the Word. I, probably 10 or 11 years ago, I was in prayer at my apartment in Knoxville, and the Lord spoke to me in prayer and said, I will not permit babies to be born again into cesspools of lukewarmness. And I knew He meant local seeker-friendly churches. He said, I will not permit my babies to be born into cesspools of lukewarmness. And that let me know right there what he thought of the seeker-friendly movement, that it was producing cesspools of lukewarmness. The more you eat the Word, the more you will grow. Have you ever noticed uh, overseas, they're, they're pygmies and they're short and they're skinny because of malnutrition. Over here in America, we grow them big because we are not malnourished. <laughs> You get over into pre-POW camps, they're malnourished, they're skinny. They weigh 90 pounds and they're six feet tall. And you can see their ribs and you can see their organs moving under their skin. They're malnourished. And we'll be malnourished and we won't be able to grow or develop without a healthy spiritual diet. So let's look at our next section. This is where it's going to start to get a little painful. So just know that Jesus loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. Most certainly the Father loves you. Pastor Chris loves you. But when you're done here, you may not love yourself so much. But just ask your buddy to give you a hug and you'll feel okay. What does a baby Christian act like? The New Testament gives us many verses describing the behavior of baby Christians. So we're going to look at these. Babes in Christ parallel their natural counterpart very closely, hence the use of the allegory. And let's look at some Bible verses. 1 Corinthians 3.1 and Paul speaking, talking to this church. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. So he's talking, he's writing a letter to a church that he pioneered, that he apostled. He, he gave spiritual birth, in a sense, to all these. These were all his sons and daughters in the faith. They were his converts. And he was saying, when I was with you, 
last time, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto babes. He said, I had to deal with you as you were carnal. This passage reveals that a baby Christian must be treated differently. We can think about natural babies. You handle baby Lydia, my daughter, differently. She can't understand everything, so she has to be treated differently. The first behavioral thing of a baby Christian is they have to be treated differently. How do they have to be treated? Uh, baby talk. That's our first one. I end up having uh, four, 15 qualifications, 15 descriptors of a baby Christian based on seven verses or so. The first one is baby talk. Baby Christians must be spoken to differently. Babies cannot understand the deep or responsible things of God. You get a baby Christian, you talk about, hey, that's just like Melchizedek. A baby's not going to have a clue what in the world is Melchizedek. You talk about, hey, we, we were interceding, and then we got over into some supplications, and then there was, uh, man, then there was some praying in the Spirit, and then there was a word of knowledge, and the baby's like, what, what are we talking about? I just got saved last week. So you, you got you to gotta treat them differently. You have to talk to them differently. Well, what do you mean? Well, let me, let me show you how to pray. How do I pray? And I want you to know this. We're not looking to put down anybody. We're just describing baby Christians. So with some of these, we can, we can judge things twofold with all 15 of these points. One, what if someone who's only a week old in the Lord, how do they act, think, talk, reason? Or maybe us, are we still acting like babies? So this can be taught and preached two different ways. So think about someone who's 25 years old. They just got saved last week. You talk about intercession. What's that? You talk about Melchizedek. What's that? You talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who's that? Who, what? What, is, what, are you talk, what, is, what are you talking about? Like Daniel in the lion's den. What? Noah's Ark. I know about that. I saw a cartoon once as a kid. Well, it's about the gifts of the Spirit. What are they? That's a baby. They, they don't know anything, so you have to talk to them differently. We need to go to church. They can understand that. You need to read your Bible. Where? You, you need to pray. How do I pray? That's a baby Christian, so they have to be treated differently. But hopefully, once you get into a church, you start to develop, and you're no longer having to be held by the hand. How do I pray? And Not to say that you're not always developing that. I can certainly afford to learn how to pray better. And I love to pray with certain people because they know how to pray better than I do. They can, they can do things I can't do really in prayer. So we're always developing some things. So we're not saying that, but you kind of see what we're, what we're kind of uh, lending ourselves to here. Babies cannot understand the deep or responsible things of God. Your children don't understand a mortgage. Babies don't understand electric bills. They just don't understand the complexities and the responsibilities of the kingdom. So you see that he could not speak unto you as spiritual. There are certain ways you talk to babies in Christ, and there's a different way you talk to a minister in training. There's, there's one way you talk to someone who just got saved a month ago, and they're just so excited and happy to be born again. And there's another way you talk to somebody who's getting ready to go on the mission field. Even how you rebuke or correct is totally different. We, we, right now, when with Lydia, we pop her on the hand. We have not started spanking her bottom yet. Uh, when she gets it, you know she's going to get it. It'll probably be ping-pong paddle at first. Then we'll move up to the belt. Then it'll probably be a bare bottom with the belt. <laughs> it, it will escalate. So even with how you deal with them, it's got to be different. Let's look at the next verse, which is the second verse of the same chapter, 1 Corinthians 3, 2. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, 
neither yet now are you able to bear it. So just like a human baby, baby Christians require a different spiritual diet. There is no doubt in my mind that there are some things I teach in this church that some folks are like, I don't even know what he's talking about. And then there's sometimes, like even right now, I'm not offending, but I'm, I may be causing some of our more senior members, not old, but been here a long time, ministers in training, to wonder, Pastor, what's wrong with this? You're having to go back on Wednesdays and teach spirit, soul, and body. That's so basic. I said, we have a lot of new people now. They don't understand this. And even some of the more humble folks say, Pastor, it's always good to see it. And using the chairs, it helps, it helps me understand. I'm honestly convicting myself. In fact, even last Sunday when I taught on the four laws and you've got, you're always obeying a law, I went by to pick up a pizza afterwards and there was this miserable looking woman in, in uh, Papa John's. And I said, I pulled up, I said, she needs Jesus. Maybe I should tell her. I don't want to tell her. And then all of a sudden my preaching from just an hour earlier got on me. You're obeying the law, you're flesh. And that made me mad. Fine, I will not obey the law of the flesh. If I miss it, I miss it, but I'm going to obey the law of God. And I went and witnessed to this woman. So even though I'm the senior pastor, we're teaching something basic. It's wearing me out. But it doesn't surprise me that some of the stuff I teach is over some of our heads. But throughout any given service, we hit all sorts of stuff. And so what you see here is that baby Christians require a different diet. You can't handle the deep, deep, deep things. Now, like I've taught, there's no point in studying Melchizedek or the Levitical priesthood when we can't even forgive, when we can't tithe, when we don't know how to pray, when we don't know what it means to walk together as brothers and sisters. That kind of stuff doesn't necessarily benefit us when we've got other things throbbing. Nobody goes in to have a facelift when they're dying of cancer, right? So think about some of the deeper teachings as spiritual facelifts but what's the point of it when you got gangrene in your right leg? Let's deal with the gangrene. Then maybe if you want to have a chin tuck or have your teeth, I don't know what do they do, the veneers. Nobody gets veneers on their teeth when they're getting cancer cut out of their gut. So with babies, you have to feed them differently. The second thing you see about babies is that they're requiring milk all the time. Milk is the simple teaching of the gospel. Now, we're always, like we looked at that first verse, 1 Peter 2, 2, we're always to desire milk. I am a 35-year-old man. I can eat meat. I love meat. I have canine teeth and knives, and I like to grill meat and cook meat and fillet meat, but I still drink milk. You never outgrow milk. Milk is just the simple teaching. Spirit, soul, and body, I think that's milk. Pray. You don't get any milkier than pray. You don't get any milkier than read your Bible every day. But I'd ask some of us, how often are we praying and reading our Bible? And I was watching the Olympics now with judo, watching these world-class judo players. And I did judo for several years. Those guys are out there. They're the best in the world. And they use the basic throws I learned the first month of judo. That's all they're doing. They're not using the higher 60 levels, 60 throws. They're using the first five or six. And I could call every one of them because I, I, they're, they're the basics. So we never outgrow the milk, but with a babe in Christ, that's all they can handle is the simple teaching of the Word. Now we might also throw out there, based on uh, John's Gospel with the woman at the well, Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of the Father. Milk becomes meat when you start acting on it. Milk, because we, we, we don't ever want to look down our nose at milk. Oh, that's just so milk. That's so simple. Are you doing it? Doing it will make milk into meat. 
Jesus said, I have meat that you know not of. What, what, what meat is he speaking of? He said, my meat is to do. So when you do the simple teaching, based on Jesus, we could tie a correlation together. The meat becomes whatever you know to do. When you go from hearing the milk of praying to actually praying, that became meat to you. And actually, that's how you make milk meaty. You pray, and by doing the simple thing of praying, you learn about intercessory prayer and the difference between that and supplication prayer and petition prayer and thanksgiving prayer. You learn all these things by simply doing the milk that you were taught, and it becomes meat. So that's, that's the second thing. The third thing is, uh, because they were not able to bear it, I say that they have a sensitive tummy. My wife does not like me jokingly giving my daughter all sorts of food. Hey, you want some steak, sweetie? Don't give her that. You want some of my Starbucks? She can't have caffeine. You want my Pop-Tart? Can't have that either. Come on, Mom. You'll upset her tummy. And even when we started feeding her just a few months ago, uh, you have to give her this kind of cereal for a little bit, see if there's any allergic reactions. And you have to give her this kind of cereal. And you have to start trying all this different kind of food to make sure there's no allergies to these foods. She has a sensitive tummy. And so babies have a sensitive tummy. Uh, babies cannot handle heavy teaching, instruction, or correction. So that's kind of a sensitive tummy. A baby Christian cannot handle heavy teaching, instruction, or correction. If we were to come in here and teach on exegesis versus uh, topical sermons versus textual sermons, a baby Christian would be lost and just not even care. We're, we're on the, uh, the, uh, the fifth page, which is your second page. A baby Christian can't handle maybe two hours of teaching on the Levitical priesthood and what everything represents. They, they don't need that. So they have, a baby Christian cannot handle heavy teaching instruction or even correction. You can't correct a baby like you correct a teenager. You have to be delicate with the baby. And so we might could judge ourselves. Do we have to be handled delicately? Can we endure an hour of teaching or do we get bored after 20 minutes? Can we handle instruction or do we still think our way is the right way? Even little children, you'll think of from time to time when daddy wants to try to help them, they'll throw a little temper tantrum because they don't want to be instructed. So a lack, not being able to be instructed is one of the evidences that you're still a baby. When you're mature, you want, you're always wanting somebody to show you how to do it better. You're always looking to, to, to do it better. You're asking, hey, show me how to do it better. Uh, baby Christians are fragile and must be handled accordingly. They must be held and constantly encouraged. My little daughter, sometimes she fusses for no reason. She just wants to be picked up. And then mom calls me sucker. <laughs> sucker? That didn't last long. Well, you know. <laughs> Look at our next verse, 1 Corinthians 3.3. 3. For you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? And so all of this Paul is saying, I could not speak unto you as to spiritual, but as unto babes. So we see in this verse several descriptors of what a baby Christian looks like. Now again, we're not saying that we're all babies here, but we can always judge ourselves to see how baby are we acting in some areas. And if we see what baby behavior looks like and we can see it in our life, then we can apply the Word of God to grow up. Because the heart of any pastor and the heart of the Lord Jesus is for the Christians not to remain babies. I love my daughter being a baby, but 10 years from now, that's not acceptable. 
she will be considered mentally retarded and physically handicapped if my daughter acts the same way she does today 10 years from now. Same with us spiritually. We do not want to be spiritually handicapped or spiritually retarded. So let's look at these verses here. They give us several qualities of a baby Christian. Point number four, carnal. So a baby Christian is carnal. The word carnal means to be governed by mere human nature or under the control of the animal appetites. Think about natural babies. They are governed by what they feel and what their flesh wants. That is what a baby does. They eat, sleep, poop, pee, cry, laugh, repeat. That's their life. Babies cry when they're cold, hot, wet, poopy, tired, hungry, alone, overcrowded, startled, and sometimes for no reason at all. <laughs> that in the definition is carnal. Carnal doesn't necessarily mean sinful, it just means driven by natural appetites. My daughter, as eight months old this week, she does not control anything. She does not know how to control anything. She, she's still working on even controlling her fingers. She, she doesn't know much. And baby Christians are the same way. They don't control their appetites. They don't control their flesh. They are ruled by their flesh. And they, they cry for no reason. They laugh for no reason. All they know is, is what their flesh wants. So one of the descriptors of a baby Christian is they're still governed by their flesh. My daughter doesn't even know what flesh is yet. Therefore, she doesn't know how to put it down. Baby Christians are the same way. They're 35 years old, been born again a week. They don't know that what's driving them to sin is flesh. They've not been taught that yet. They're still obeying the flesh. You can get a baby Christian born again, spirit-filled, on fire for God witnessing. They're still looking at pornography, smoking pot, and fornicating. And they don't know what's wrong yet. Unless the Holy Ghost just supernaturally spoke to them when they got saved. There's some things the Lord instantly delivers you from when you get born again. There's other things that you start to uncover as you walk along. And so we've got to be careful in judging babies. And we have to make sure that every Christian develops. Otherwise, they do stay a baby. You, you, don't, you don't spank a 35-year-old mentally retarded man for messing in his pants. But my wife does spank little children around here that are four and five for peeing in their pants when they're four or five. They should know they have a flesh nature and you have to go use the bathroom when you've got to use the bathroom. So carnal. Uh, number five, descriptor of a baby Christian is envious. Babies are often full of rivalry and jealousy. Those are my toys. And if you don't, I'm just going to, no. And they're, they're, like my little daughter, I don't know if I'd call it straight envy yet, but she can have one thing and see something else and go for it. We got so tickled today, she, we put her down for a nap and we have a little baby monitor in there and she's tossing and turning. And all of a sudden she looks up and she sees the monitor. She smiles and she starts dragging towards it. And then her head pops up again and she's smiling because she's closer. And she grabs a hold of that monitor and then it just, the little screen goes blank because she's gotten a hold of it and doing whatever she wants to. She was perfectly content until she saw something else. Then she got envious. I want that. No, I want that. You have it. I want what you have. That's baby behavior. Envy is baby behavior. Strife. This is all taken from verse 3. Contention or strife, that's the aroma of a stinky diaper. So any Christian that lives in constant strife or contention, that's a qualifier of being a baby. Babies can't get along. They, they smack each other. You have to teach babies gentle, gentle. Uh, my little daughter gets in my face and she slaps it. She grabs it. She pulls. 
She doesn't understand gentle yet. And baby Christians don't either. They're always strife. They, they're ready to bite somebody's head off. They're ready to chew somebody out. They don't know this is right or wrong yet. Hopefully, if you've been born again longer than a year or two or three, you know strife is not acceptable. Divisive. That's another one. Divisions. This word means to rebel due to discontentment. That's a baby right there. All of a sudden, my, my daughter gets discontent. She starts squalling. What's wrong? So you have to go down the checklist. Is it your diaper? Are you tired? Are you hungry? How long has it been since you ate? You and I, if we met, wet ourselves, we're not going to squeal. We're going to be embarrassed and go deal with it. You and I, if we're hungry, we're not going to cry. We know how to contain that. You and I, if we maybe mess ourselves number two, we're not going to cry. We're going to be embarrassed. Well, we might cry out of embarrassment, but it won't be discomfort embarrassed. It might be discomfort, but it's not a natural discomfort. It's an emotional discomfort. But a baby, whether spiritual or natural, the second they get discontent, they start squalling. And that's a sign of a baby Christian. The second something doesn't go their way and they're discontent, they squall. They squeal. Now, unless, and for a baby, think about Lydia. Everything has to be just right for her to be at peace. If she falls over too quickly, she might cry. If she, if she bumps herself with her own toy, she might cry. Uh, if she gets jarred too quickly, she might cry. That's a baby Christian. If everything isn't just perfect, a baby Christian is going to get offended and walk away. If everything isn't just perfect, a baby Christian is going to squeal and, and, and try to find something else to make them happy. If everything isn't just perfect. But that's a sign of being a baby. Uh, a baby Christian is easily discontented. When they are discontented, they scream like a little baby. And uh, point eight, they walk as mere men. A baby Christian will often still act like a mere man. That means an unregenerate man. They have not yet had time to produce the fruit of the Spirit. And that's why we don't judge baby Christians. They've been saved a week, a month. Uh, Pastor Vaughn used to say, if you've been in this church six months, you shouldn't be a baby anymore. He used to say that all the time, just because of the amount of teaching that constantly, constantly goes forth. But if, you've been, if somebody's been saved a month or two and they haven't been trained or haven't been uh, taught in a good local church, you've got to be careful not to judge them too harshly. They just don't know any better. We don't get upset that my daughter doesn't talk yet. We don't get upset that she doesn't walk yet. We don't get upset that she's not doing homework yet. We, even the joke in our house is, young lady, you get in that room and you clean it up. Well, she can't. <laughs> she can pull all the toys out and make a mess, but she doesn't know how to clean it up yet. Mama will sit her down, and now my daughter turns over the basket, licks everything as she takes it out of the basket, <laughs> tries to jam it in her face, throws it, does the wrist thing, throws it, and everything gets a taste test before she gets to the basket. And then she licks every inch of the basket, and then she's ready for a nap again. That's a baby. <laughs> That's like a baby Christian, just always making a mess, never cleaning it up. <laughs> That's a mere man. They have not yet had time to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Look at 1 Timothy 3.6. Not a novice. The word novice is the Greek word neophyte, and it means a newly planted one. This is talking about if you want to be a bishop or a leader in the church, you can't be newly planted. Lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. This passage uses the term novice or newly planted one. That is a baby. This verse gives us two more qualifiers or qualities of a baby Christian. Actually, I developed three. Three qualifiers or qualities. Pride. A baby Christian gets into pride easily. He says, a newly planted one can be lifted up in pride very easily. 
though we almost contend with pride, and we always will, baby Christian is ill-equipped to deal with it. This verse says it will lift him or her up for a demonic fall. Now, you don't necessarily see this in babies. Babies don't know pride yet. But certainly, pride is a very base emotion that baby Christians, immature, carnal Christians have to deal with. So if you're still dealing with pride a whole lot and you're thinking more highly of yourself than you ought, that's a qualifier of a baby. Because a humble person or a mature person is humble, they're a servant. A mature, aged one in the Lord doesn't have to prove anything. They, they don't have to uh, be, a, like we learned in kindergarten, a me-firster. Me first, me first, me first. Or uh, Kiki tells a story, I tell a better story. Soraya tells a story, I have a bigger story. Miss Kate tells a story, I've got a whopper that'll... And you're always putting people down trying to be better. Or worse yet, the know-it-all-ism. Or the show-it-all-ism. You have know-it-all-ism and show-it-all-ism. And I like to say, uh, if, you, if you can show it all, you don't know it all. <laughs> and if, if you want to tell it all that you know, you don't know much. So pride is an indicator of you're still a baby. Point 10, easily condemned. The verse says they fall into the condemnation of the devil. A baby Christian will often struggle with condemnation. A babe in Christ has not yet learned they are forgiven and therefore have a weakness for condemnation. That's when we can judge ourselves on how easily do you fall into condemnation. I'm not talking about knowing you're wrong. That's conviction. But you stay beat up. That, that's a sign of a, of a baby walk. Not to put you down. I'm not trying to put condemnation on you because you deal with condemnation. But that's an indicator of a baby walk. A newly planted one deals with condemnation a lot. We are free from condemnation. Now we will deal with conviction and we should. If you're not being convicted of your sin, you've calloused your conscience. But we're not to live in condemnation. Oh, I'm good for nothing. I'll never amount to anything. Nobody likes me. How could God ever use me? You did it again, you big stupid dork. That's condemnation, that's not God. But a baby Christian will deal with that kind of stuff. And so we're not putting you down, we're just giving you maybe indicators. Am I mature yet? Am I still kind of, uh, am I, if I'm dealing with this, I've got issues, I need to grow up a little bit. Because once you're mature, or start to gain a mature understanding of the love of God, you'll know that there is no condemnation for you, so you can automatically shut it down. And even 1 John says, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. In fact, 1 John chapter 5, right before that, it says that we must assure our hearts and convince them. So a mature Christian will even say, shut up, head. Yeah, we just made a mistake, but we're going on for Jesus. Shut up, heart. Yeah, I know we messed up, and that's the third time we've done it this week, but we're not quitting, and we're not quitting God. The dangerous thing about condemnation is it causes you to quit God. That's why it's, so, it's such a powerful thing. And babies, you can recognize this, they'll get their feelings hurt, and they'll quit. They'll go off in the corner and just pout. Condemnation very closely mirrors pouting in a toddler. It's kind of an emotional, soulish pouting. I'm never going to be able to do it. I'm never going to go anywhere. How could God love me? How could God forgive me? And it's, it's an embarrassing thing. A mature Christian says, yep, I blew it. I messed up bad. Lord, you see that? I know you did. You saw it coming before I did. Forgive me. Let's go on. Ooh, they need to be preached to. And you just move on. That's a mature Christian. So they're easily condemned. Eleven, this one I like. Baby Christians are roller coaster riders. Notice the two-step action described in this verse. Point one is they're lifted up with pride. Point two, they fall into condemnation. So you have a lifting up and a falling down. And a lifting up and a falling down. And a lifting up 
and a falling down. And you see that classical roller coaster Christian walk. I'm, one day I'm up for Jesus, the next day I'm down for Jesus. One day I'm a world overcomer, the next day nobody knows. I'm lonely again. That's babyhood. Baby Christians may often be up and down, up and down, happy today, sad tomorrow. Roller coaster Christianity is an indicator of a lack of maturation. I remember being 19 or 20, going back to a, a, a college and career Sunday school, and uh, they were talking about just being on fire for God and how they didn't like coming. They like going to camp or they like going to the conference because they're on fire and they're just terrified that, that in a month they're going to be down. So I raised my hand as the visitor. I said, my Bible doesn't teach that foolishness. Of course, that always goes over not popular. So I'm sorry, sir. I said, my Bible says I go from glory to glory. I don't know bad days. I resist them. I don't know discouragement. I resist it. I don't have off seasons. I only have better seasons, and I don't quit. I just go up. Yeah, I resist stuff. Yeah, I struggle with stuff, but I don't have an up and down Christian walk. I think that's immature. They didn't much appreciate that. But that's still biblical truth. <laughs> Roller coaster Christianity is an indicator of a lack of maturation. God wants us going from glory to glory. Really what that one gentleman, and I, there's probably about 60 college kids in that, that Sunday school in the fireside room of that big church. What they were saying is, I catch on fire for God when I'm at an intense conference because I'm surrounded with Christians who serve God and I'm forced to pray every day and I'm forced into discipleship every day and I'm forced into the Word every day. But when I get away from the conference, I no longer fellowship with Christians. I no longer pray every day. I'm no longer in the Word every day and I no longer worship every day so I grow cold. I think, just as a scientist, the answer to that problem is very easily deducible. Don't stop praying. Don't stop studying the Bible. Don't stop fellowshipping with Christians just because you walked away from the conference. That's why you run cold and your life falls apart because you walk away from the fellowship of the saints. Babies aren't smart enough to figure that out. So they have up and down, up and down, up and down. And that's why, uh, like even my wife, she gets tickled. She'll hold Lydia up and she'll say, look at this. And Lydia will just hang there. She said, this kid is totally dependent on us. We have to regulate everything, the temperature, the clothing, the food. We have to feed her. She can't feed herself. She doesn't know how to nurse. We had to teach her how to nurse. We had to teach her how to use a spoon. This babe is totally dependent on us. If it, she doesn't even understand everything we're doing for her. But if it were not for us, she would die. Babies are the, baby Christians are the same way. They don't realize that their life, till they're able to walk with Jesus on their own, is totally dependent on a family of God. They don't, and I've learned this as a pastor, many Christians do not realize the benefit that is afforded to them by being in a local church. They don't understand what coming to a church building actually does for them. It wipes away demonic attack. It, for my baby, it puts clothes on when it's warm, or cool clothes on when it's hot. My child does not understand everything we do for it. And baby Christians, when they come to the house of God, they don't realize everything that is afforded them by that protective covering. They just don't have a clue. They, not to sound arrogant I, or cocky, they're just, just honestly by having conversations with your pastor, it will do things for you that cannot be done otherwise. I know that because having conversations with Dr. Barclay does things for me. He's not even talking spiritual. I just go have dinner with him. I walk away different. 
just because there's an office on his life that just takes care of stuff. When we traveled with him for four days about a year or two ago, I came back, it affected my preaching for about three or four months just by traveling with him. And, and I was learning that there's things he does that, for me that I'll never know that it's afforded me because I have him as a pastor. It's the same with babes in Christ and in the natural realm too. God wants us going from glory to glory, not just roller coaster Christianity. Hebrews 5.12, For when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become as such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. That's not a good verse. That's probably one of the worst verses in Hebrews. Right before that, he says, We have many things to say of Melchizedek, but you're not able to handle them. So we learn nothing about Melchizedek from the Hebrew epistle because verse 12, For when the time uh, you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles. He says, I'd like to teach you something deep and meaty, but you need milk. So from this, we see uh, some qualities. Uh, baby Christians are ignorant. Babies do not understand the first principles or the basics of Christianity. In fact, Hebrews 6, 1 goes on to give you those seven, uh, the six principles of the foundation of the doctrine of Christ. And he lays again that foundation. So that might be something worth studying, Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. And there's six points in there. Not laying again the foundation of dead works, or the repentance, or repentance from dead works, or the resurrection of the dead, or the just, eternal judgment. Uh, there's a bunch of things in there. Those are worth studying and knowing. Baby Christians are ignorant. They do not understand the first principles or the basics of Christianity. And that's all right. They just got saved. That's why we have Sunday schools. That's why we have three services and four services a week. That's why we have prayer meetings. So that if you want to learn about Jesus, you can. And if you don't, you don't. I'm excited to see in my little girl, she has an eagerness to learn. She's a sharp little baby. And, and you throw something out there, she'll get it. She'll roll towards it. She can roll in circles. She knows how to work angles to roll. Before she could crawl, she would roll an angle. She know I could roll this way and it makes an arc. Then I roll that way and it brings me closer. Sharp little kid. She knew how to mess with stuff. <laughs> it may be, get me in trouble in about five years, but it's fun right now. They have not had the time to study or be taught the vital truths. Now, that's a baby. Now, here's the question. If you've been born again five years, do you know the principles of the doctrines of Christ? Do you know how to pray? Do you know how to lead somebody to Jesus? Do you know how to read the Bible? Do you know the New Testament and where the books are at? If not, you've not been applying yourself to your Christian walk. And that's where it becomes discouraging that you can be born again five years and still look like a baby. At the age of five years, a human being can read and write. Oh, you didn't know that. All right. At the age of five, a human being can read and write, fix themselves something to eat, work any internet, iPhone, iPod, iPad. They know how to clean up after themselves when they use the restroom, and they even know how to dress themselves a little bit. All that happens in five years. And at the same time, they're still, their body's still growing. I like what Pastor Shane taught, that based on the Corinthian epistles, it should only be about two years to go from babyhood to being a young man in Christ. Only about two years, if you want it. If. If you don't want it, be a 35-year-old babe. Look at Hebrews 5.13. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, 
for he is a babe. So our 13th descriptor of a baby Christian is unskillful. They are unskillful in the Word of God. Skill requires experience. Babes lack experience due to their new arrival into the kingdom. Experience comes with time and practice. We must be skilled in the Word of God. Now the other question is, have you been born again five years and you're still unskillful in the Word of God? I, I remember I got, I got right with God March 95. I bought a Bible at the Christian book, bookstore April of 95. And by the end of that summer, I could give you scriptures for anything you wanted to argue on. And before the school was out, I'd read the New Testament probably twice. And I had all notes compiled. I could argue predestination. I could order, argue grace. I could or, or, uh, argue election. I could argue healing. I could argue anything you wanted to argue because I set my mind to study the scriptures. I was only in fellowship with God less than six months. And I was becoming as skillful as possible with the word of God because I wanted it. I was debating, folks, spring, uh, August of 95. Got in fellowship March of 95. I was biblically arguing with folks, doctrinal stuff, six months later and running circles around them. And then I got spirit-filled and left the whole campus in my wake. <laughs> As the Holy Ghost helps you with the Word like nothing else. What would be sad to think is you could be spirit-filled and never be interested enough in the Word. That's what's sad. Hebrews 5.14 But strong meat belongs to them that are full age. That means mature. So meat belongs to those that are mature. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. This verse contrasts mature and immature saints. Again, babes cannot handle strong meat. So what helps us to handle strong meat? 14 and 15, exercise and discernment. So one thing a babe in Christ is, is unexercised. Baby Christians are unexercised. My baby does not go for a run. She goes for a stroller push. Baby Christians are not exercised. They've not had time to experience anything. They've not had time to apply anything. But a hungry baby, they come to a service and I say, you need to get a hold of your mind and tell it to shut up. A baby Christian, even if they've only been born again a week, they'll go home saying, Man, my mind is crazy. I'm going to do what that preacher said. Shut up, head. Shut up, head. Shut up, head. They might even cuss their head because they just don't know any better, but they're starting to exercise. A lazy baby won't do that. They'll just say, oh, that's convicting. It's not that bad. And 20 years go by and they still say the same thing. They have not practiced the word either due to brand newness to the kingdom or laziness and neglect. 15, undiscerning. Baby Christians are undiscerning. Babes are also very undiscerning. They cannot tell good doctrine from bad. They cannot tell a clean preacher from a dirty one. A, they cannot tell a scriptural worship song from an unscriptural worship song. Just as, human a, uh, just as a human baby cannot discern what to eat and what not to eat, and my daughter, she'll put anything in her mouth, anything. She doesn't care. If it's reachable, it's eatable or lickable. And they'll eat bugs until you teach them that's a bug. You don't eat it. That's a razor blade. Why is that on the floor? That's a nail. They don't know. Baby Christians are the same way. That's why we as pastors are sometimes accused of being too strict. You'll scream at your child if they're about to put a bug in their mouth. You'll scream at their child if they're playing with a nail. You'll scream at them. You're not mad at them, but you'll scream at them and come across that room like a jaguar to keep your child safe. Sometimes a pastor do that. What are you doing? You're so mean. I'm just trying to save you. What are you thinking reading that book? Oh, 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 oh. The baby cries. 
<laughs> Just as a human baby cannot discern what to eat and not uh, what to eat and what not to eat, what to touch and not touch, so goes it with a babe in Christ. So there are 15 points. I'm going to hit on this last little section here. 15 things based on the scriptures that, dis, that, that kind of describe and let you know what a babe in Christ looks like. I'll read through them real quick. They, you have to talk to them with baby talk. They require milk. They have a sensitive tummy. They can't handle some, some heavy stuff. They're carnal. They still respond to their flesh almost exclusively. They're envious a lot. They're full of strife a lot. They're divisive a lot. They walk as mere men. Uh, they're prideful. Babies are easily condemned. Babies are often roller coasters. They're up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. They're ignorant of scriptures and spiritual things. They're unskilled in the Word of God. They're unexercised in the Word of God. They've not, never applied it to their life. And they're undiscerning. They just, they just think anybody that calls himself a preacher is awesome. They think anybody with a steeple on their church is awesome. They think anybody with a Christian wristband on is awesome. They're just undiscerning. They just, they just lack discernment. So here's some other observations, and we'll conclude with this. Below are a list of observations I have made both as a pastor and a father. So this is more just naturally. This isn't any Bible verses, but we can see this even in our own lives. Babies don't realize that they are not the only one in the world. Babies don't realize they're not the only one in the world. They think the whole world revolves around them. If they start to recognize other people, it never occurs to them that those other people have lives and problems and struggles and hassles. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I could complain about their pastoring, but I'll leave it alone. Like the 6 o'clock or the 7.15 in the morning text messages that are five pages long when we just had service last night. Why were you not in church? You want to text me this morning at 7.15 because your world's falling apart and you weren't in church? Babies don't realize there's more than just them in the world. Babies have no responsibilities. Baby Christians will never get involved in helps ministry. Right now, my daughter doesn't clean the house. She doesn't clean up a room. She doesn't take her diapers out. She has no responsibilities. She just fills the diapers and wants them to be changed. Babies think everything revolves around them. Isn't that so? It, <laughs> You mean that's not so? I, I, I'm a baby. Everything should revolve around me. They want everybody to drop everything for them. That's why they start crying. And we do. We do drop everything for a baby because they're crying. We do that because they're a baby. But when they're 15, you smack them. You say, you act like that one more time, you can walk home. But you don't drop everything for a 15-year-old. You do drop everything for a baby. Babies require constant attention. I might also add constant encouragement. Are you okay, Joel? Are you doing okay today? Because sometimes it's touch and go with you. As a pastor, I can, some mature Christians, I never have to encourage them. I never even have to ask how they're doing. It's just a given. If there's a problem, they're fixing it. Unless it's really, really big, and that might be once a quarter or once a half a year. But baby Christians, you ask them from service to service, how are you doing? Everything going good? Can I pray for you? You, you looking okay? Everything good? All right. Missed your two services last week. Everything okay? You sure? Boy, I love you. Pastor loves you. Pastor loves you. All right. Then a mature person, hey, love you. That's it. That'd be it for a month. Good to see you. Glad you're here, man. Appreciate everything you do for us. And that'll be all they got to do. 
But babies, constant attention. <laughs> babies are very delicate. <laughs> you, got, you can't talk loud at them. You can't. You got to handle them softly. You know, as they get bigger, you can swing them and whatnot. But they're delicate. Babies are easily startled or hurt. That goes for baby Christians. Babies are always getting into things and making a mess. <laughs> Babies take some time to recognize their home and their family. When, when, a, when you're a mature in Christ, you say, this is my church home and this is my family. When you're a baby, honestly, you could take Lydia away from us and she might cry for a week and then she'd adapt to whoever she had, was given to. But when you're mature, if she were two she, or three, she'd never forget us. She'd always remember us. You take Ethan and Emma away from the Scudders, they'll always have memories of mom and dad. They say, that, that's my home. That's my mom and dad. That's my family. When you're mature, you know who your family is. When you're mature, you know what your home is. When you're mature, you know who your brother is and who your sister is. When you're mature. For me, I'm mature. My pastor is Dr. Mark T. Barclay. Ain't nobody going to pull me away from him. I'm not confused about the thing. So babies take some time to recognize their home and their family. That's both at the natural and church. So we'll conclude with this. Do not stay a babe in Christ any longer than necessary. Grow fast. Grow quickly. So hopefully you learned something from that lesson. Uh, there's 15 points there. As I see it, there might be more we could argue. But I think 15 points are pretty good. 15 diagnosis of what a babe looks like. And hopefully we can judge ourselves and say, I still act like a baby some areas. And we, we know that. I act just like a baby. I just need to grow up in that area. And hopefully we can grow up so there's absolutely nothing baby left in us anymore. Probably maybe the more scary is that babies have no responsibilities. That defines the American church to a T. So many Americans have no responsibilities in the local church. That concludes our lesson. Uh, probably uh, next Tuesday we'll teach the third lesson and the next Wednesday we'll teach the fourth lesson. So if you guys want to come back for those, we'll cover young child and then young man or little child and young man. And uh, we'll see what those look like. I appreciate it.